Okay, so the Amor Old continuing with reason the Amor Old Levire Ras Haotsail Beur Tsiuri. Now Shlomel continues to explain the evil of laziness with an explanation of Tsiuri, depiction of a Shlomel is gonna paint for us a picture. Obviously this is safer Mishle. So first we're gonna get the Moshal, we're gonna hear the Moshal well, and then afterwards we're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna see what the nimshal is for that. What what the what the analogy is for those of us that are not farmers, right? Masha yikra ve'yivoled le'ineinu yom yom. Something that happens and 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 comes about on a, every day on a regular basis. So here's what Shlomo says: Al today ish otzel avarti. I passed over a field of a lazy man, Valkerim Adam Hasid Chaserlev. Yeah. So, and also, so he passed over a field of a lazy man and on a vineyard of a person lacking a heart. Hine Allah Kulo Kim Sanim. All of it uh, is raised up. All is is to go. Is, it goes up from all of it. Kimsanim is um, thorn bushes. Kosu panav, and its face is covered over with harulim, with nettle. You know what nettle is? It's the weeds that that sting and burn your hand if you if you touch them. It, it burns. Okay, so what's this analogy over here? Well, let's finish off three more words. Geder Avonov Neherasa and the stone and and the wall of its stones has been destroyed. Okay. Where, where, where is that last? I don't see that. The, yeah, it's uh, something in in my safer they provide you with the rest of the pasuk. The reason why I read it is why I wasn't going to read it first, but then. I did read it because in the drosha that's coming up, he's going to use it. Okay, so what's so? Who has a question about this pasuk and Mishlein? Obvious question, Yosef. Go. Redundancy. Yeah, there's two. There's two parts, right? There's a lot. A lot. A lot is uh, what the Torah says. Ribui is minimum of all others two, right? <laughs> so there, there are two parts to this pasuk. One is the field, and one is the vineyard. What's what is Shlomel trying to tell us? He says he passed over a field of a lazy man and a orchard and, and a vineyard of a man lacking a heart, right? So obviously, why do we need both a field and a vineyard? And why is he the lazy man of the field versus, you know, he's called the lazy, whereas a, the, the, the owner of the vineyard is called one who lacks a heart, right? And then also, obviously, the consequences are, there's two consequences described, uh, that it brings forth thorn bushes and it's covered over with nettle. Nettle weeds. 
Yeah. So, um, the Gon explains this morale as well. A field is something that um, is pretty much you, you, um, you get what you see, right? I, I tell you, this is how big it is. This is how much irrigation it has. And you understand this is you can grow wheat over here, so more or less you understand what the price of such a field is. Yeah. Um, uh, this is not the case with a vineyard. A vineyard, the entire value of the vineyard is in the vines that grow there, right? In the complexity of the flavor, it can make it can have uh, a, a vineyard uh, you know, that. It, to an expert, he knows this a million dollar. You know, this is this, just this land itself. You know, this, this vineyard by itself, without the wine, is a, you know millions of dollars, right? Uh, whereas another piece is ten times as big. He says, "What do I need this for? I'll never be able to sell a bottle of wine from here, right?" So the vineyard is much more complex than the field. The field the farmer that that grows wheat, right? He just has to have as big of a field as he can handle, and he has to work really hard. The farmer that owns a vineyard, he has to... Nowadays, you go to, apparently, Berkeley is one of the leading universities giving out master's degrees in uh, in uh, the science of growing wine. Right? It's a lot of schooling for know how to, to, to know how to grow wine, right? So it's a, it takes a tremendous wisdom to it. We say in in Aishas Chayil, Paul, go ahead, Aishas Chayil. Fields and fields and vineyard. I want fields and vineyard. So she finds a field, she purchases a field and she takes it, right? And then from the from the work of her hands, then she goes and she converts that to a carom. Right? So the I think it's the goal over here explains that the one is has to do with with chitsonius, one has to do with panemius. The field you can buy a field, but to, to transform it to a vineyard, that's inside, that's hidden inside, inside the field. Okay, so now what does a field produce? A uh, regular field, no fancy stuff. What's a field usually going to make? Wheat. It's going to make wheat, bread, right? Vineyard makes wine, bread. You know, when you're a rich man, when you have a lot of bread, then you, then you make money. When you make, when you sell lots and lots of bread, right? Wine is not a quantity game; it's a quality game, right? You, 
uh, you could sell a hundred bottles cheap, or you could sell one bottle expensive, you can make the same amount of money, right? Wine is a connoisseur uh, item, right? So that's so the so the Gon explains that lechem is shmaisa and yain is a godot, right? Yain uh, shmaisa means halacha uh, means it's. Uh, Things that a person has to know. Bread. You have to have bread to be able to, to eat so you can live. So you have to you have to know what's the Torah telling us. And in the simple, do this, do that, do this. Here's what you're obligated, here's what you're not obligated. So, I mean, in this process, I mean, it's telling us the same thing, essentially. A person who doesn't care about his field or a person who doesn't really care about his vineyard. Yeah. True, but the difference is that neglect of the field is the field is really hard work. To work a field is very big. You have to do a lot of plowing, right? So, the, so the neglectful person of the field is called an otzel. He's just not willing to work hard, right? Whereas the neglect, whereas the vineyard is usually much smaller. It's not. The vineyard is not a quantity game; it's a quality game, right? So, in the vineyard, if you want to be a successful vineyard grower, what do you need to do? What? Go to Berkeley, and you have to, <laughs> and you have to be very smart, and you have to be really contemplate, try to figure out what's the best way to improve the process of winemaking, right? So, so you have to be, so you have to have a lave, right? Lave is lomed bina. The heart is a process of not just theoretical knowledge, but applied knowledge is, is you have to be introspecting and thinking, trying to figure out how to do this in the best way possible, okay? Yeah, but it seems like the, the field, you don't need to have, like, a love for it. Like, you don't need to have a love for the vineyard either. Just no, the, it seems like a person... Lave means brain. It means uh, mind, lave. The Rambam, the Chovos they all tell us that Lev is translated as mind. Okay? But the difference between Moach and Lev is Moach is the unintegrated wisdom, the just book knowledge, right? And then when I, when I figure out how I'm going to be applying it to my life, right, that's, that's, that's Lev. So Sima Lev means to pay attention. It's not. Uh, doesn't mean love and passion. It means thinking about it, right? So, uh, the field requires a tremendous toil. You have to. You have to toil. You have to work really, really hard uh, to plow and to work such a big field. Okay, that's how you're going to get a lot of bread. So for that, the person has to be uh, very much energetic physically. And not give up and, and not be an off-sale. Whereas the karam requires introspection. A person can be intellectually lazy. Right? He doesn't want to doesn't think deeper and deeper and introspect. Try to figure out the nuances, right? If you may, again, I'm not a, 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 a big wine connoisseur, but you can pick up, there's a lot of different nuances. Oh, speaking, speaking in front of Josh, his father is a big mumcha in, uh, in wine, right? So, there's a lot of different nuances in wine, right? So, if you're growing wine, you have to sample, you have to try to think, what's going on? Why is it tasting like this? Why is it tasting like that? How can I change it a little bit this way, a little bit that way, to improve it, to alter it? Right? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, 
it's very complicated. A person can just be, a person could even be physically energetic and physically bizrizus, right? Be willing to work hard, but I don't want to like drive myself crazy. I've already tried 15 different ways to improve this field. I tried plowing it like this, I tried plowing it like that, I tried irrigating like this, I tried irrigating like that. The wine just keeps getting, seems to be, I can't get it right. It keeps getting worse this way and worse that way, and I, and I fertilize it more, I don't fertilize it more, like what? You just stop driving me crazy already, right? Just, so, you know, so there's a, there's a zrizus, there's an intellectual zrizus, there's a pursuit, there's a plowing the depths, trying to find that beautiful flavor, right? So that's, that's the lechem of the shmaisa. The lechem is the halachic part of the, of the Talmud Torah. And the, and the kerem, the wine, is the intoxicating part. That's, that's the agada. Right? That's the deeper, more esoteric parts of Torah, which, of course, are much more intoxicating, much more... Um, fascinating, right? But the person, still, but the person lives on the bread, and he and he drinks a cup of wine to you know, to, and you enjoy the wine. You're not, you're not gulping it down like you like you're wolfing down bread. You enjoy, you enjoy it. You connect to it. You find you find the internality to it. So in Shmaisa, person has to has to plow, has to toil. He has to be he has to be the opposite of an otzel, right? Whereas in the Gadata, you have to you have to be a connoisseur. You have to try to find that that inner beauty. You have to put your heart into it, think deeply into it, and find that inner connection. Now, of course, in each aspect, you always have microcosm, macrocosm. So in Shmaisa, you also have the Pneumius, of course, and in the Gadata, you also have the Chitzonius. So you have to also cover ground in in the Gadata, and you also have to dig, you know, go deep into Shmaisa, right? But the point is, uh, you know, on a big vision, that's the divide between the two. So we have over here a lazy person in these two aspects of Torah. So what's so what's going to be? So it so it brings up so it brings up thorns and it brings up nettles, right? So. Um, the uh, okay, so the the anochi and continue Shlomo Melech, and I see I she sleepy and I place my heart. So what is he talking about? I see and I place my heart. Redundant language. Shlomo Melech is saying. I, I, I look at this and I place my heart on it, meaning I pay attention to it. If you're, really, if you're already looking at it, why do you have to also place your heart? You need to, to pay attention. You just told me you're looking at it, aren't you? Isn't that called paying attention if you're looking at it? Internalize it, take it seriously, extrapolate, relate it, make it, pro- make it a tangible or relatable rather than... That would be wonderful, except for he continues, Re'isi l'kachti musr. I take away I take away from myself a musr. That was good though. Sorry, I set you up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 
I should have, I should have read the whole thing first. Okay. So what's the result? So seemingly, like we just said, when it comes to a field, right? So a field, you look at the guy's field, you say, come on, give me a break. This, this is a joke, right? This guy's field, he's not, he's not working his field, right? You can tell right away. With the vineyard, you, you, you can't tell. That it's, the vineyard is a pretty small place, right? So even the dumbest, you know, the guy can't, can't sell a bottle of wine for the life of him, right? But you can't tell that right away from just, just looking at it, right? But when you, when you place your heart on it, you take, pay, pay close attention to what this guy is doing in this, this vineyard, it's a joke, right? So then, so again, just showing that we're talking about both cases over here, right? So, the Echaz Anohi is going on the field, the, and the, the Oshis Libi is going on the vineyard. So he took both parts of Masur, like the, the seeing and the heart part. Right, both of those, so he understands mm-hmm. that I have to be Bezrizus physically, I have to be Bezrizus intellectually. Raisi Velakakti Musa, I saw this and I took away um, a lesson, which is what? Ma'at Shainos, Ma'at Numos, Ma'at Chibuk Yadaim Lishkov, a little bit of sleep, a little bit of snoozing, a little bit of folding of the arms to lie down. Ubom is halech, reishecha, etc. And you're going to become impoverished. Um, who remembers, I think last week we spoke about this. What is the difference between shena, sleeping, tnuma, um, snoozing, and chibuk yadayim, lishkov, folding of the arms to lie down? Sleeping is closing the eyes. Slumber is... Sleeping. Yeah. Closing the eyes. Okay. It's the other way around. Because wow. tnuma means to snooze. When you're snoozing, you, you know, you're kind of doze, dozing off. Tnuma means to be dozing, Sleep right? Is sleeping is sleeping is out. Sleeping is you know, like sleeping is a, okay. is you know deep, yeah. right? So tnuma is your snoozing. You're 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 just kind of dozing off, dozing, right? Um, and then Hibukidaim. So what is that what do those three represent? What you what we just with the, the field and the So we said the sleeping is when you turn off your brain. Right. Right? When you are dozing off your eyes so your brain means you're not thinking in Torah, right? When your eyes are closed it means you're not supervising your midos, you're not supervising your actions. Right? And when your arms are rested, folded over and you're lying down, you're not doing mitzvahs. Right? Those are three levels of laziness, laziness of thought, laziness in lack of supervision of our midos, of our personality traits, and laziness in the fulfillment of mitzvahs. Right? Okay. So, says Shlomo Melech. Sorry, says the Ramchal. Vehinei, milvad pshuto asherhu Besides the fact that it's true that just simply speaking, a person will, if he's a businessman, if he's in type of business which requires hard work and he's not business, he's not going to get the hard work done, right? And if he's in the business, more of a connoisseur business, more of a business where you have to figure out that, you know, exactly that you have to really spend a tremendous amount of time figuring out exactly how to do the thing right. So again, if he's lazy, he's not gonna. He's not gonna do that. He's not gonna. 
he's not going to bother to take the time. So we see that that's true. That, that, that both of these people are going to end up being impoverished, right? So that's on the practical level. A person has to have Zrizus for his business dealings. This is exactly what happens to a field of a lazy man. But Chazal Darshan this passage beautifully to show us that, of course, these are Mishlei. This is not just important stories about, you know, in life. This Mishlei. Mishlei means that uh, it's meant to be extrapolated and found find a more esoteric connection to a deeper aspect of life. So, Vehine, Alakulo, Kimsonim, all of it is bringing up thorns. So, I mean, when it's bringing up, he's trying to have it bring up something, he's trying to have it grow something, and instead of producing the wheat that he wants, it's giving him thorns, because he didn't bother to hold it, to prune it, to, you know, to uh, clean it out, right? So, so Shimavakish Perush Shel Parsha He's trying to find an explanation to a particular part of the Torah. He has a, he has a question that was posed to him by his by his wife, by his friend. He's got a question at work, a halacha a halacha question or a, or a hashkafa question, whatever it may be. And he wants to know the answer to it. So he goes into the base midrash. Takes off his jacket, starts taking out swarm off the shelf. Nothing's coming up. All he's well, only is coming up is thorns, right? Thorns and th- thorns and uh, thorns and nettles, right? Thorns are just worthless, and nettles are actually burning him. That's that's, that's what we're going to say, right? of harulim, and the whole thing is covered over with things that burn him. So I mean, he can't get anything good. And he keeps on getting burned. Everything hurts. Every everything he touches, it's all difficult. It's all schwer. He can't can't get a good shot on anything, right? I mean, this because remember why? Because he hasn't been toiling in Torah, right? So he hasn't been toiling, and now all of a sudden he wants to. He has a, someone asked him to say a Torah or, or, or give a drasha or whatever it may be. So he comes in. He starts digging around. He tries trying to get those fruits that he used to be able to get from the Torah back in the days. But guess what? It's not gonna. It's not gonna come, right? Because he's he hasn't been told this whole time. A farmer, if you want if you want good wheat, if you want good grapes, you have to work for the whole year, right? You can't just come to your field and try to dig up something <laughs> to eat, right? All you're gonna get is thorns and thorns and thistles, thorns and nettles. So mitoshelo amol. Bahem, since he didn't toil in it earlier. So instead, he, he issues incorrect, erroneous verdicts. He says that what's Tahar is Tame, and what's Tame is Tahar. Right? Because he, he's got to come up with something. He's, got, he's a rabbi, isn't he? Right? Or, in your case, not a rabbi, but uh, you're, you're a from a from a from a person. Is a, uh, to to a secular Jew ask you something? Is a, you're, you're like a rabbi in their eyes, right? So, so you make something up. 
right? So what happens? So, 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 you, so you start, so you start making up garbage, right? You start making up nonsense. Yeah, vuporets gederan shel talmidei and ultimately what the pasuk ends up with, right? The pasuk, like we, when we initially read the pasuk, it says, right? And fi- the, the conclusion of the pasuk is the gather of vanov nerasa, and the fence of of its stones is destroyed. Yeah, so that's the what does it mean? The fence, fence is the chachamim set parameters and boundaries and definitions of what we do and what we don't do, right? So this person, he's poor, uh, he, he, he breaks the fence. Poor is gather shall tell me the chachamim. Ma onshu shall what's the punishment for this? So Shlomo explains in a different part in Kahelis, who porates God there, yishakeno nachesh. Someone who breaks a wall will be bitten by a snake. Meaning, people think, walls, oh, they're my way, I want to walk this way, I don't want to go that way, right? I want to just go straight over there, I'm going to knock through this wall, I'm going to go over there, right? Well, guess what? Walls keep the snakes out, right? So, you break through a wall, what do you think is waiting on the other, on the other side over there, right? So, that's the, that's the analogy... So obviously, it means just like in a physical world, if we want to have good fruit, good, good, whether it be wheat or wine, in our businesses, in our in our workplace, you want to uh, be successful. You have to be bizrizus. So, to in learning, you have to work really, really hard. Then your field means your connection to Torah will bring forth beautiful fruits. Otherwise, a person tries to put something together. Then it's uh, likely to be just a, a bunch of weeds. But two different types of zrizus. By bread, what kind of zrizus do you need to, to to make good bread, Josh? So what kind of zrizus do I need? Physical, right? Quantity meaning I need to generate quantities. It means I need to plow a very large field. So I have to work really, really hard physically, right? For my for my small vineyard, what kind of zrizus do I need? Quality, which means what kind of zrizus do I need? Intellectual, right? I need to every day come up with uh, with another with another idea of how I'm going to improve my wine. Every day I need to try a new idea. What I'm going to do? I'm going to do this experiment. I'm gonna do this. There's a person here. He he uh, he makes. Um, What's the thing called? Uh, boutique, boutique, uh, boutique ice cream. Every week he comes up with a new flavor of ice cream. This, that, with a, you know, it has to correspond to the partial of the week, and it's uh, and it's uh, you know it has all the right all these complexities, and every week something's being taken away from there, and, and the recipe is being tweaked and it's being altered. You think you think he's just letting it? 
you know, just just the same thing over and over and over. This is ice cream. This is this is uh, right. This is not just this is not just stam, right? So what was this week's parsha for salt water ice cream? That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what salt here is called? Yeah. Uh, sorry, the field is red, is halacha, meaning mitzvahs, meaning action or halacha, meaning... No, learning, shmaisa, learning. Yeah, just like, it's learning. So there's, there's the learning that's fundamental. you got to plow through a mishnah ruin and... Or through Masachta, yeah. Exactly. Now, like what I spoke out, there's also the premius of, of shmaisa as well. Right? And there's also the chitzonius of agadatah. But... Uh, Primarily, uh, one is you know in Shmaiz, if you if you learned it well, you got it, you, know, you 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 worked things out, you worked hard. So even if you're not the, the the biggest genius, you didn't find the deepest deepest thing. So you still know what the halacha is more more or less. In in a gadatay, if you didn't get the premiums, you got nothing. If you didn't if you didn't understand the deeper lessons, you just missed the boat. Right? There's very very little value in in uh, you know. Knowing everything that says in the Ein Yaakov, you know, all, all, every page, I can do the pin test in the Ein Yaakov, you test me anywhere, I'll tell you what, what it says, it's not, not, not very valuable, right? Just a quick question about the, uh, the wall, no this wall this wall this wall represents the the teachings of the rabbis rabbis guide us in the they give us parameters in what the torah is saying what's not saying there's diff, there's there's you could go a little bit this way you could go a little bit that way right but 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 the, but the the, the, the rabbis uh, are the ones that show us what's within fair you know gameplay and what's not right like so so if you break start breaking through those breaching those walls right so you're smarter than everybody but that's that's not that's actually a bad idea right that's what, that's what it means but yeah not uh, right sometimes challenges to break through yeah. Have gibor ka'ari. You should be strong like a lion. Something that means you gotta, if you want to accomplish a mitzvah, you have to break through. We're showing that just like in life, there's a need for, for working hard, and there's also a need for deep thought, right? So too in Torah, there's working hard. And, you know, chazing those mishnayas, pounding them out, right? And there's the deep thought. Both, uh, everything like exists... Nefesh, I'm we're sorry? No, we're talking about deep Torah ideas right now. Okay. So we're talking about Talmud Torah. So we, one should set aside time on a daily basis to be able to try to get some hard work Torah and also some deep thought Torah. Well, listen, I mean, everybody, if... if, if uh, some people, by nature, like to eat a lot of bread, and then and, and they don't really need much wine. They just drink a little bit of wine. They're okay. Some people prefer to eat less bread and drink more wine. Some people are somewhere in the middle. I mean, people, different people have different, but very few people can live just on wine, and very few people can have any excitement, energy. Or passion if they live just on bread alone. Right. Okay. 
right? So, so you, so usually it's going to be some sort of a mixture of the two. So that's we all understand that, right? We have we have sedorm where we set up where we work hard, and then and then also you know you whether it be you know going through going through your favorite you know hashkafa um, safer or you know um, something on the parsha or something der Hashem or whatever whatever it may be something to open open up some new vistas that's the wine yeah okay vehainuki raas ha'otzel eina bo b'basaches he so the point is he never did now we're coming back to why an ish otzel is a Ahul Bal Mashkes. He's a he's a brother to the destroyer, right? Because we've been saying that that the evil is is insidious. You, you you don't notice it coming, right? It creeps up on you. So this person that we've been describing, he's a rabbi, right? He's a, he's a, he, he used to learn a lot, but then he got lazy and a little bit less and less and less. And then next thing you know, he can't he can't his fields not bring anything up, so he starts making stuff up, right? That's ultimately denying the words of true Chachamim. And uh, being stung by a snake, right? Obviously, that means the Yitzhahara already sinking is poison into him, right? So, so you so you see here this progression, little by little, and the person doesn't feel that's to a certain extent, Atzlus uh, um, is worse, even to a certain extent. Than lack of zehirus, because lack of zehirus, a person knows that he messed up, and he's been and he's been doing he's been doing a veros, right? So at least you're fully aware of it. The problem with an otzel is that he doesn't realize he's doing anything wrong, right? That's what we've been saying the whole time. That right, he's not doing anything bad. What's, what what do I do? I didn't do any veros. Not this moment. Not that moment. Yeah, but you've been but you've not been doing anything. And like we spoke about before, right? That ah, that that otzel is achul leval mashchis. That we said that that's that that's uh, hevel, who's just on, just wasn't doing anything, wasn't doing anything bad, he wasn't doing anything good. Right? It was just hevel. So he was a brother of Cain, right? Ultimately, to be killed by Cain, and all there is left is just Cain. Well, you have a brain in your head, right? I mean, I'm saying if a person, if a person realizes, oh, um, yeah, my HR got the better of me, and I did something bad, yeah, I ate non-kosher food, I. They just don't have a fine detailed understanding. Yeah, okay, true. Yeah, okay, obviously, yeah. It's, uh, but the point is, the, but the point is that um, there is, there is a. At least, at least you know. At least you know what you're dealing with, right? But, but in, but in lacking zrizus, um, it kind of creeps up on the person. He goes from one stage to the next stage of evil. Ad Ultimately, he's sunken into the worst of evil. And he doesn't even know it. And, and it's very interesting. We're gonna we're gonna see that Chazal are gonna refer to Zrizus and lack thereof by the expression of Ein Machmin Ein Machmitz Nasamatzos 
Al tikrimatzos al mitzvos. Ein machmitzos al mitzvos. You shouldn't. You uh, so you shouldn't. Machmitz means to cause. Yeah, but ein machmitzos al matzos. It means you don't. Shouldn't let your matzos rise. And not rise. The word is like sour, like sour, like sour, like a. When dough just stands around, it starts to become sourdough. It becomes to expand, to expand, right? To rise, yeah. So in machmitzas hamatzas, and because al darshan in machmitzas in machmitzas you shouldn't delay your mitzvahs, but the language is you shouldn't be machmitz your mitzvahs, which means you shouldn't let your mitzvahs become chametz. Now chametz, if you don't know, matzas is a mitzvah to eat on the first night of Pesach. But if it turned chametz and then you ate it on the first night of Pesach, guess what? It's a very big avera, right? So, so, so your the mitzvah became an avera. Also, oh, because we let it rise too much. Sit around. Right, we let right, it sit around. Right. Matzah, it's a mitzvah to eat matzah. It says ein machmisin as hamatzos. You shouldn't allow to firm to. More than a What's the, what's the expression? Not the ferment. Ferment is alcohol. Like to be machmitz to, to to rise. You shouldn't let your yeastify. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Good. So you shouldn't let your matzahs yeastify. Yeah. So, but but the point we're saying is not that it just ceases to become a matzah. It actually becomes chametz. Right. Which chametz is also to eat on Pesach. So too, when we call darshan, ein mitzvahs, simple understanding means you shouldn't delay your mitzvahs. But the deeper um, hint over there, we'll, we'll talk about this more, is that you shouldn't let your mitzvahs become non-mitzvahs by delaying them. Yeah. So over here also, the person has just kind of been step by step by step getting deeper in to ra due to his laziness. Vehine, but chila eino ella machsir hatoreach asher hayaroilo. In the beginning, oh, he's just not working so hard as he was supposed to. Umize nimshech shelo yilmed bator koltarka. Now it turns out there's going to be sugiyas that he learned that he didn't finish them properly. He didn't actually bother to understand that you know that Rajba. So as a result of that, he misunderstood the Shulchan Aruch. Right? With Neich, he started in Halimud, so since he's lacking in that learning now, Kishayavo, Acherkach, when he comes afterwards, Lilmod, to learn from this and maybe to teach others or to give legal rulings, texts are law ha'havani, he's going to be lacking in understanding. Vinei, Ilulei, Haisa Gomeris, also Bezeh, if it would just end here that the man is left empty of Torah, that itself would be already a lot. Right? He didn't even notice it, but he became an Amaris. He became he became a person empty and devoid of Torah. But nonetheless, no, the evil just keeps getting worse and worse. I'll call Ponim Leishev. But nonetheless, because he wants to actually get the answer right, he wants to give an answer, he wants to generate an answer. 
means he still has that original desire. He still wants to learn Torah. He still wants to be able to teach Torah. He still wants to be able to know. But he's not putting in that work. So without that foundation, just that desire actually turns evil and causes him to say things that he knows deep inside and not really true. He doesn't, he doesn't really understand this well enough to be able to paskin. He doesn't really understand this well enough to say Dvar Torah. Saying it something in the name of God. The Dvar Torah means you're saying something in the name of God. You don't really know this well enough to do that. But your, his desire, the desire is a good desire. To say Torah, to teach, to, right, to, to know. But without that hard work being put in, that desire is actually going to be corrupted by the Yitzhahara to have him saying things that are not true and arguing and dismissing and disparaging real Talmudic Chachamim Yigale Ba'ponim he shows disrespect to the Torah Shiloka Halacha by teaching things about the Torah that are not true V'yashchis Ha'emes and he destroys the truth V'yahafecha and he flips it around, Vayavor al hatakonos, and as a result, he will end up transgressing rabbinical injunctions, and he will break through their fences, Vesofo, Kalaya, Umishpat, Kolporet's gather. And in his end is the absolute destruction, which is the appropriate thing for every person who breaks through is that he's is that he's bitten by a snake okay so that's the the point is here that the zrizus is necessary to remember we started off with zrizus talking about that zahirus was sur meira zrizus is asetov right so now we're talking about a person every person has a desire to do good Every person has a desire to do good. But what happens when that desire to do good is not cultivated, is not worked, is not accompanied by the willingness to work hard, what happens is that the desire to do good actually turns on the person. Because if you wouldn't have had a desire to do good, okay, so you just be sitting in the... you just be sitting in the... you know, whichever restaurant, whichever kosher restaurant you want to choose, you'd be sitting there the whole day, and okay, doing nothing, fine. Right? But because he has a desire to do good, but he's not putting in the hard work, it's actually going to cause him to try to take shortcuts and try to make stuff up, and that's actually going to be terrible. Yeah, so that, that's the... That, that's the in, 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 uh, in the heroes, it's obvious what the rise. is. The rise is because you have a Yetzirah. And that's going to be act against you. Here, your Yetzir Tov is going to act against you. Your desire to do good is going to act against you. It's going to because it's going to because you want to give over Dvar Torah. You want to inspire people, so you're going to say something that's going to be, because because it'll be inspiring, even if it's not true. You're going to, you're going to say that this is okay to do. This is not okay to do because you you want you want to produce halacha. You want to give over. You want to. Uh, help people, but you're not willing to do the hard work. Okay, Amr Shlomo, Vaechaz Anochi Ashis Libi. So therefore, I saw 
and I paid attention. He's bonanti al hadavar I've in, now this is the Ramchal explaining that I've I've introspect on this Raisi Godal Arashabo. And I see means initially you don't see it right away. You look at it, but then you have to pay deeper attention. Because you look at it right away, you think, okay, the guy's gonna be a loser. Right? He's not he's not, not working as Raisi, he's gonna be a loser. No, you gotta look deeper. Not gonna be a loser, he's gonna destroy his life. Yeah? Raisi Godal Arashabo. I saw the Tremendous evil that's in this. Shehu ke'eris. It's like a poison. Right? This, that's, to a certain extent, that's why it says he's going to be bitten by a snake. Right? Pores gather in the... nachash. He'll be bitten by a snake, right? It's like a poison that spreads. Me'at, me'at. Little by little, it spreads through his body, numbing him. The pool also Nikaris, he doesn't even realize this is happening Adam Isa until he dies. The Zehu Maat Shainos, Maat Numos, Maat Hibukedaim, Lishkov, Ubo, Mishalech, Reshech, Reshech. It comes slow. Right, he's not focusing on the next part of the pasuk. He's focusing on the slowness of it. Is is a slow arrival? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Seemingly, say, oh, it's a good thing. I have plenty of opportunities to redirect myself, to change direction. Right? If it would be a violent attack upon my very spiritual existence, you know, the Yitzhak coming at me with a knife. So then, maybe, you know, maybe I can't do anything. But here, it's it's very slow. I can always turn around. But it's the other way around. Because it's so slow, and so it's so insidious, and you don't notice it as it's happening. It's little by little. And like we spoke about last time, that from here to Kansas City, walking is, is like a two-week walk. Can we? <laughs> we answer Kansas. But those are the point is it's yeah it's uh you think it's like yeah it's by foot you never make it no you you make it two weeks time it's not so long it doesn't right two weeks somebody told you in two weeks time you could be uh, two weeks from now you could. Be a Tama Chokom or the other way on Chas Shalom. Two weeks time, you're going to be, you know, you'll have lost a lot of what you've accomplished, right? Two weeks is a uh, flies by, but you don't notice it. That's that's the that's the lesson. Okay. That if we have a little sleep, is that for us? Is that what we're saying? If what? If we sleep a little? I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I'll snooze the butt. I'll snooze the. Have a little bit more sleep. Have a little bit. Have a little bit of a this. You think it's just a little bit, but it's not just a little bit. It's it's the cumulative effect of all those little bits. That's the difference between someone who's busy and someone who's not busy. Okay, we hine anachnu roim be'ineinu 
כמה וכמה פעמים, we see with our eyes many many times, שכבר ליבו של אדם, יודע חובה, so a person, his heart already knows his obligation in the world, I know what I have to do. ונשאמס אצלו, and it's already been valid, it's not just an intellectual thing. He knows it, he knows it for a fact, he believes it. He believes it. מה שראוי לו, להצלוס נפשו, what a person has to do to save his soul. Remember, he told us, it's a melchama adre, it's an absolute war to the end. You know, like the World War II, there's only one, uh, like the, the Germans against the Russians, right? You save nothing, this all-out war. All-out war, right? That we are in against the Yitzhahara. Right? So a person knows what he has to do to save his soul, to save his very being. And that which is my obligation to my Creator. But nonetheless, He leaves it over. He leaves it. He, he leaves it. There's no, there's no explanation. There's no reason. There's no, oh, actually I actually decided against it. No, nothing. Just, too heavy, too physical. Not gonna get up. Not gonna run for it. Not gonna, not gonna jump out of bed. This why this is why it says a little bit, right? A little bit of sleep. Nobody says, hey. I'm going to waste the next 10 years of my life sleeping and resting on the couch. Nobody ever says that. What do you always say? Uh, another 10 minutes. Right? Another 10 minutes. Another 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden you notice, that's it, the evening is gone. Right? I'll eat a little bit. Or I'll sleep a little bit. Oh, Kasha, light saves me. Basically, oh, it's so cold outside. It's difficult for me to go out of my house. Pashati S. Kutonti, I've taken off my coat already. Echacha El Bashena, how can I put it back on? Chama Oza Ba'olam, it's very, very hot outside. I'm going to go, I'm going to be sweating outside. Hakara Raba or Hagisham is freezing cold outside or it's raining outside. In Chicago, Brokhashem, we get lots of practice, guys, get ready. Well this is perfect timing, we're talking about Zrizus, right? Because start start the rain, snow, sleet, freezing, and you have to still walk all the way to a terrace army, right, from Arthur from Wallen, from Skokie, from Kal Hasidim. Okay, Ben, we'll let you off the hook as long as you know, that's not, it's not walking distance. It is, because you can walk through Kansas, so if you're also up here, you just take some time. V'chol shar ha... Amtolos, 
Vatoanos, the excuses, all the types of excuses and claims, Asher Piat Salumoli Mehem, that the mouths of lazy people is filled with them. Ubein Kach, Ubein Kach, and while this is all happening, Hatora Munachas, Vavoda Mevutelus, meantime, one excuse, another excuse, another excuse, they're all valid excuses, by the way, you know that? I heard a great line from Ari Tanant. He said, said uh, one of his rabbim told him. He said, I don't. Know, he, I don't think he told it to him, but he said it about a person or whatever it is. Uh, theoretical. He said, "Onus Rachmana Patre," but you're not going to become a Talmud Chacham that way. I mean, Hashem understands. He, you, what, what could you do? It was, it was beyond your control at this time and this time. And I have this excuse. And I, yeah, I got this card over here, and I got this pass. And I, today I need it. You know, I need to go shopping. Right? Plenty of plenty of excuses, all valid. But in the meantime, it's been five years, and you haven't learned anything, right? You haven't. You haven't. And and the Torah is sitting over there in the corner, all lonely, and the divine service is negated, right? So, there's no, and, and, and it's, and it's the, people fail to understand something. There's always an excuse. You know why? Because we're in a world where the job of the world is to be an obstacle course. There's always obstacles to doing Avodos Hashem. If there wouldn't be obstacles to doing Avodos Hashem, then guess what? There wouldn't be much value in doing it. Right? So the fact that there's obstacles to Avodos Hashem, whether it be to mitzvahs or to Talmud Torah, it's not, that's not a reason not to do it. That's, that's, that's to be expected. That's a, that is a part of the rules of the game. It's only when it gets hard that, that, that it's actually worth anything. Has borrowed. In the meantime, a person has abandoned his creator, which we're going to talk about the concept that a person who is bezrizus, he's actually in a state of connection. Zrizus means a state of where you're acting on the will of Hashem. When you break that zrizus, you break that connection. We're going to discuss that that it's 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 a. One moment, what? Well, it was just one moment. It was a breakage in connection. And that, that's, that's the tremendously important thing about Zeus. One more line, will Davin Marv, who Mashi Shlomo Omer, and this is what Shlomo Melech said, Yimacha Mikra, through laziness the roof will sag, Ube Shiflus Yadaim Yidlof and through the lowliness of the hands, the house will. Um, will drip. Uh, okay, there, there is what to talk about that this last pasuk over here in Kahelis. Maybe we'll try to remember to do that next time. This last pasuk over here in Kahelis.